Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning to all you wonderful listeners out there in Real Presence Radio Land. We're happy to have you with us today on this uh, Thursday morning. Your your host today will be my wonderful wife, Doreen, and myself, Jack Kennelly. And we've got a nice uh, lineup of guests today. And we're also we're also starting the uh, the fifty four day uh, novena for our country. And so that'll be part of that'll be the second half hour of our program. Uh, we hope you're having a good day out there. I'd like to make a shout out to my grandson uh, James, who is I know he's listening because I. Uh, the radio was tuned in to Real Presence when I left the house this morning. And uh, hope you're having a beautiful day. Here in Fargo, it's really nice. It's 46 degrees. At least I like it cold that way. And, uh, and sunny. And it's a, it's a gorgeous day. My wife might disagree. Yes, I have my winter jacket on sitting here in the office because I'm just always a little bit cold. With a cup of warm water in her hands. <laughs> yes. Well, I, we had coffee with a friend today, and he was supposed to be in Colorado on a hiking up a mountain, but it got canceled because they had snow. It had a blizzard. So, Really? Yeah, so I guess we lucked out. We didn't get it that badly. Great. All right, um, I have a shout-out too, Jack. Um, this shout-out is for a dear friend, Karen Wirth. Um, she happens to be Father Stephen Wirth's sister-in-law, and Karen is um, going through cancer treatment. She's um, receiving an infusion as we speak, and I just want to shout out to her and thank her. Um, Karen is offering all of her suffering for those who are praying for her. And so I just invite you to um, take a minute and pray a Hail Mary for her as she endures the treatment for cancer as she cares for her young family. So a shout out for Karen this okay, morning. Great. Also, I noticed for the first time we have two co-producers today. We have uh, Therese and Claire, and I'm not sure if that's because uh, uh, our performance in the past requires additional supervision or else if just the content just requires two of them to kind of keep track of all of it. I'm not exactly sure, and I'm not getting any kind of an indication from Therese in there one way or the other. She's just kind of laughing at me. All right, one more thing before we get started in this um uh, is about the show that will um, take place on September 17th, our Real Presence Live in the morning. Uh, last month, Nancy Gord was one of the guests, and she um, is doing different segments on literature. And in, on September 17th, she and Father Will Slattery are going to be discussing two O. Henry short stories. And I just thought it might be kind of fun for listeners to pre-read those so that when you tune in on September 17th, you can um, enjoy their discussion of the short stories. One is The Last Leaf, and the other is A Retrieved Reformation, and they're both by the author O. Henry. He's famous for his twists at the end of, of his works. So I invite you to tune in on September 17th to hear Nancy and Father Will Slattery discuss The Last Leaf and A Retrieved Reformation. Yeah, they were on several weeks ago, and we got some uh, good positive feedback on that program. And so 
I would encourage all of you to 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 listen in and encourage you even more to read the book so you can uh, you know kind of uh, be part of the discussion even more fully. They're short stories. And you can um, access them online. They're um, in the public domain, so they're really easy to find if you just look them up online. Right. As I mentioned, we've got a good program today. Uh, We'll start out with Father uh, Neil Pfeiffer, who's from uh, uh, Napoleon, and he's going to be talking about the 54-day novena for our nation. And then uh, we will have, in the second half hour, we will be reciting the the rosary, and then uh, at 10 o'clock, we have uh, it's uh, Father John Broussard, the rector of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion, Wisconsin. And then we have Father Elias Mills, who is the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So we're, we're kind of picking up on a pilgrimage theme here, or a shrine theme. So anyway, I guess uh, let's uh, move it on over to Father Pfeiffer. Hello, Father. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am blessed. How are you? Fine. How's the discipline in Napoleon? The discipline in Napoleon is doing very well. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Father. Nice Good to hear morning. Your, nice to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know the last time you were on, Dreen and I were also the hosts, and I referred to you as Father Firehose, and I have a feeling that you probably have a lot to say today about this novena. Um, I got a few things to say. I don't know if I'd say I got a lot to say, but yeah. you know me, I'm never short on words. No, that, and that's great, because in radio, we need to fill the time, and of course, Dreen and I are people of very few words. Well... Actually, maybe I shouldn't be speaking. Is that a sense of sarcasm? Or <laughs> well, <laughs> at, at least for myself, not for Doreen. <laughs> I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, she's more moderate in her in hers. <laughs> anyway, right. well, thanks for being with us today. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're really happy to have you, and uh, you know, we're going to talk about a special novena. But first, can you explain a little bit about what a novena is? A novena is. Um Based on actually the scriptures and the Acts of the Apostles, um, after Jesus ascended into heaven, the apostles gathered in the upper room for nine days of consecutive prayer for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So a novena is nine days. It's based on a biblical pattern of the prayer for a specific intention. So, for instance, you know, there's novenas to saints, there's novenas to the Sacred Heart, there's novena to the Immaculate Heart. There's different sorts of novenas out there. Uh, there's many, I know, um, St. Jude, the patron saint of lost causes. There's novena there. There's novena, I think, to St. Michael for protection. Many of the saints, and if you Google novena, you have hours upon hours upon hours of stuff that you can look at online to be able to get an idea of what you are praying about, or praying for, I guess. Right, and I think, if I'm correct, the word novena itself has as its root the number nine, but I'm not exactly sure if this... We're you talking, are correct. If, we're, if I knew my foreign languages just a little bit better, I'd be able to help you out with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's Latin, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's it, yeah, it's the root is the number nine, and I noticed that uh, this 54-day novena is not exactly nine, it's six times nine, so... Maybe we got a little, right. we got a little more horsepower to it that way, right? And you know we're living in a critical time, and I think you uh, you know we got COVID and we got rioting and we got looting and we got all kinds of things that are chaotic that are going on in the world. That if Jesus were to walk the face of the earth today, I question 
what his response would be. I would think he'd be sad and crying. You know, I think I think a lot of people their faith has been shaken, and you know, I, I see I saw a statistic last week that said only thirty percent of Catholics right now, even before COVID, were actually practicing the faith. It's so my question then is: thirty percent are practicing? How many actually have the daily prayer life to sustain what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Very good question, Father. And something for us to all keep in mind is, you know, we um, continue in our relationships with others. You know, our, as you know and do so well, um, our responsibility is to invite them into that relationship by forming friendships and, and deepening those friendships in, in Christ. And, and ex- exactly, you know, many people, you know, ask, you know, what is the pattern? And I, I think um, you have to make a friend first. I think you point that out very well, Doreen, that uh, unless you have a friend, um, it's almost difficult to bring a friend to Christ. So to make a friend, you know, you need to spend time, you need to get to know them, you get to know the, their heart, you get to know their ways. And obviously, once you make a friend, you got to be a friend, and that obviously... You know, between a husband and wife, imagine if you only communicated every two weeks. How difficult that would be. And that's why friendship needs to be sustained on a daily basis. Same is true with our Lord. Our Lord has a heart, I mean, just like ours does. And I'm sure there's many times uh, that our Lord would be offended, you know, sometimes by the way we talk and treat others. But the idea that you bring with that friendship is to be able to bring a friend to Christ. Well, Very, very important. When you think in terms of how the... The culture is, um, uh, let's just say, contrary to Christianity in general and Catholicism specifically. Uh, it's hard, I would think it would be hard for someone to approach the idea of, uh, you know, becoming a Christian or learning more about it just because um, they're kind of, well, they're acting counterculturally. And so all the more reason to have a friend to kind of guide you in so you're, you're, you're not, uh, you don't feel like you're alone out there. Right. And I think, I think that's so important because, you know, countercultural, even look at today's gospel for the Daily Mass today, Jesus says twice, love your enemies. And it's like, how many of us desire the person we like the least to sit by us in the kingdom of heaven? It's a daunting, it's a daunting task, and our Lord has an expectation for all of his followers. And that's why he says, do good to those who persecute you. Pray for those. Bless those who curse you. You know, it's it's not an easy, it is countercultural, because I think there are so many enemies in the world today that are um, that are not of God, or even God-thinking, or God-fearing, as far as that goes. You know, I have, I have uh, coffee with, uh, we'll just call them the boys of breakfast after Mass uh, each day, and I have to say that uh, today's readings did kind of sink in with us, because we do sometimes talk politics a little bit, and it... Uh, it definitely kind of uh, had us veering off uh, sometimes the, the usual path into a more charitable direction. Yeah, politics can be a great wedge, especially in an election year, you know, and um, many things are at stake. Father, you know? I, I love what you said about eternity, because I think so often we have this, um, this idea of heaven, and uh, we need to be perfected and purified before we can enjoy eternal life in the present. Absolutely, that doesn't come without God's grace or God's help, and that's why that relationship with God is ever so important, because if he's not perfecting us, we can't perfect ourselves. And I often think, you know, I was 
we started CCD, and, you know, we were talking last night um, with the high school kids, you know, it's like, um, you know, how do we build as a team? How do we combine? How do we work as a team this year? Rather than, you know, sometimes it asks us to set aside our agenda right. and to listen, listen not only to what others have to say, but also to listen to what God has to say. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes I think we don't think we have enemies, but, you know, I, I was on a retreat, for an example, and, you know, um, praying with through last Sunday's gospel, and it's like, is there anybody in my life that I still need to forgive was a question my spiritual director asked me, and it's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And he says, I don't want your answer. I want God's answer. And it's interesting, when I brought that to prayer, the person that came up in my heart, and it made me angry, it made me resentful, and it's like, I thought I forgave that guy, but you know what? Is there anybody else in your life you still need to forgive? And I think so many times we answer it in our own mind, but we don't allow God to answer the question in our heart. What a great thing to take to prayer today. Thank you for saying that. You know, I often think, you know, if I am not purified, I could make heaven hell for eternity for someone else because by my imperfections and my, you know, my sinful ways, I can't, I can't be that way in eternity, but now is the time to start um, like you said, Father, with that acknowledgement of who we haven't forgiven or who our enemies are and and pray for them and for our own um, for our own continued uh, conversion. Absolutely. And you know, the question is, is there anybody else in your life you still need to forgive when you ask God for the grace? It's amazing who God puts on your heart and your mind. And that's exactly what happened to me on that retreat. And it's like, holy cow. And it's just like I almost went back to relive the hurt. But until I invited God into the hurt is when I actually felt it's like the peace, the, over, the overwhelming calmness that only God could uh, bring to us. Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to interject here. We're coming up on a, on a quick break, and I want to just remind our listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Our guest is Father Neil Pfeiffer, and uh, your, your hosts for today are my wife, Doreen, and myself, Jack Kennelly. We're glad that you're with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible, and we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of our priests. Through them, we experience your presence in the sacraments. Help them to be strong in their vocation. Set their souls on fire with love for your people. Grant them the wisdom, understanding, and strength they need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Each week, Real Presence Radio honors a priest in our listening area with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Nominate your priest at realpresenceradio.com and tune in to hear more about these holy men of God. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. 
We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I am Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband, Jack, and we are happy to be visiting with Father Neil Pfeiffer from Napoleon. And Father Neil Pfeiffer is with us this morning, and we are, if you just tuned in, we're talking about the 54-day novena. And um, over the little break, Father and I were just talking about, um, I was sharing how uh, lately the, the conversation, kind of the heart of the conversations um, when, I, when we gather with our friends tends to be, uh, you know, discussion about the coronavirus, the fears, the confusion, the, um, uh, you know, just the helplessness that we feel and then with the state of our um, politics in, in the United States, the state of our country, the unrest. And it's interesting, we, it, you know, there's a lot of uh, frustration ex- expressed and a lot of concern expressed and a lot of love for our, for our country and desires for the future, especially um, with our freedom to, of religion, the expression of our faith. Um, and we always come back to, you know, really, the only thing we can do, and it's not minimal only thing we can do, but the only thing we can do is to pray and to hand this over. Father, do you have any thoughts on that? Prayer is essential because prayer unlocks the heart of Jesus. And, you know, we're never going to have peace without prayer because prayer re- uh, the peace is really fruit of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, as the Holy Spirit wants to come and interject in our country, I think we have to look at what are the barriers we put against the Holy Spirit where we're opposed or not even open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. That's why prayer is essential, because it conforms our will to God's will. And at the end of the day, it's not our will that gets us to heaven. It's God's will for us and us following that that leads to eternal life. And you know, Father, I love that you said that piece, because that that's truly been my experience if I'm feeling kind of anxious or worried. If I just start a decade of the rosary, it's like, in praying each Hail Mary, um, it's like it's like a conduit for the Holy Spirit to, to enter and bring that peace that He promises. Yes, and I would agree with that because, you know, it is, it is only the Holy Spirit who's going to bring peace. It is only the Holy Spirit who brings joy. And that's why people who don't have a regular prayer life every day sometimes struggle. And they said, you know, I'm really struggling in faith. Well, what have you been praying about? What have you been asking God for? And, you know, I'm reminded, you know, we're on this topic of the 54-day Rosary Novena. There was a gentleman who was in the war. He had lived and, um, through, through uh, Vietnam, and he said every day 
if he was homesick, one bead would be for homesick. One bead would be for praying for his family. Every bead had a, an intention that he was dealing with internally, being on the front lines in battle. So, you know, it is a weapon, and he said it is a weapon, and it's the weapon that brought me home. It's a weapon that united me with my family. It's the weapon that united us as a family of God. Oh, what a beautiful example. That made me think of Sister Didi at the Republican National Convention holding up her rosary and, and boldly proclaiming, we have a weapon, and <laughs> it is the rosary. Well, yes. it, and, and in this day and age, I mean, before the break, we were kind of talking about the trajectory that the United States is on as far as kind of uh, uh, anti-religious sentiment, at least in the culture, is kind of going in that direction. And then when you talk about all the political unrest and the you know what we're seeing in the various cities as far as the violence and stuff, and now we're talking about only through do you only reach peace through prayer? And so all the more reason or the you know the importance for the timing of this uh, this novena. And incidentally, before I uh, forget. Uh, there is more information on the Real Presence Radio uh, website about the 54-day novena for those of you who want to learn a little bit more. But uh, it's, um, uh, I think it's very timely, and I think it is very important because we need to be praying for the United States. And, Father, I guess, um, you know, we probably answered the question I was going to ask you. Why do Catholics pray Novenas, but how did this practice begin? I think we touched upon it a little bit in the first uh, segment here. Well, the, as, as we said, uh, Novena is biblical. You know, after our Lord ascended into heaven, the apostles gathered in the upper room for nine days of prayer for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit because Jesus had promised them the Holy Spirit. And on the tenth day, they were overtaken by the power of God. Their prayer was heard, their prayer was answered. And that's why Novenas are for a special intention. And I think you're right. Our country needs a 54-day novena, right? And, especially with an upcoming election. Yeah, and, In fact, our parish um, just concluded one. Our secretary took it upon herself to go on Facebook Live every day to invite people to pray the rosary with her. And it was amazing to see how the numbers grew as the rosary 54 days. Now, you might ask, why 54? And it's basically six novenas, three for petition, and, you know, we have a lot to pray for. We have to pray for peace. Our, our nation is divided. How do we unify our nation? Our, our nation is broken, and, you know, we have an upcoming election, which I think is going to be very critical, very critical on the outcome. If you don't have anything to pray about, just spend time on that. And if you don't believe me, turn on the 10 o'clock news, and you'll be bombarded with all the things that divide us as a country. But then the last three novenas are in petition for Thanksgiving. And that's why the 54-day novena, there was a girl in the 1880s um, who was named um, Fortuna, who had uh, lived in the country of Italy. She was sick, and she had many things and cramping going on in her stomach. She had various kinds of diseases, and the Blessed Mother had appeared to her, and the doctors had given up on her, and she was begging, and it's like, Mary, Queen of the Rosary, I need your help. I need you to come to me. And Mary was so delighted that she was crying from the bottom of her heart for the help. And Mary actually appeared to this girl. This is how the 54-day novena actually had started. You know, as Our Lady was on the throne and she had the child Jesus in her lap, they were surrounded by luminous figures dressed in the golden garments. And, and it, was, it was so clear that the novena was meant to be prayed. And, you know, why is it taken until the year 2020 that we hear of a 54-day novena? And I think it's so critical because, you know, I'd never heard about a 54-day novena growing up. And I went to a Catholic school. 
I went to CCD. I did all kinds of programs, and that's why digging into our faith is so important this day and age so we can accomplish the peace that our nation is looking for. It doesn't come without God, as we talked about earlier. And what a perfect and beautiful gift for our time that it's been kind of resurrected for this time, the, the, that 54-day novena. Yeah, and it was beautiful because as a parish, you know, my secretary went on every morning at 6.30. 6.30, people are getting ready for work, and there, there was one farmer who said, you know, 6.30 is when I start feeding my cattle. Perfect time to start the day with a rosary. And, you know, she'd ask for different volunteers every day with a sign-up, and uh, people actually offered to help, and she was never left alone or abandoned. And, you know, the people, I think, want to pray. They want to be led. They want to know how to do things. But the thing is, I think sometimes they feel inadequate or don't know how to start. We need a shepherd. <laughs> yes. Well, um, how is this particular novena that we're beginning today different than others? Is there, is there a specific reason for this? Exactly. A novena is nine days of prayer, as we said. Yeah. So any novena that you do, you know, Mother Teresa of Calcutta said the simplest novena, if you want an intention answered yet today, pray nine consecutive MRRs. She said she always got her answer to prayer when she was in a difficult position. She always got it. She just turned, remember, most gracious Virgin Mary, the prayer. She turned to that with confidence, nine. So anytime you pray for nine consecutive prayers or nine consecutive days, or, you know, that number nine is so important again because it falls back on the apostles in the biblical times. And that's why um, we pray for nine days. That's why this one has got extra strength, because this is actually like six novenas. Nine times six is 54. And that's why three, the first three novenas are for petition. What are we praying for every day? You know, peace in our country, the success of our upcoming election, an end to terrorism and violence and racism and hatred. We have a lot of things we need to be praying for. And that's why, folks, those of you who are listening, if you are not praying every day, you need to start. Because without prayer, we can't get to heaven. Without prayer, it's going to be difficult to stand before God. And Father, you alluded to today's gospel earlier in the show, and, you know, including prayer for our enemies, too, because without conversion, there isn't going to be peace. Conversion first in our hearts, and and we we want the hearts of our enemies to be converted as well. And that, that is correct. And, you know, I often think about, you know, how our enemies, we want them converted, but we don't want to change. Right. And I'm reminded of the story of St. Monica and St. Augustine. St. Monica was so frustrated one day with her spiritual director because St. Augustine, who was her wayward child at the time, kept bothering her, and her spiritual director told her one day, it's like, you know what, talk to me how Augustine affects you. Don't talk to me about Augustine. And sometimes I think we have to pray not only for our enemies, but for ourselves, the way that we sometimes can be resistant to others. You know, you know, there was a gentleman not too long ago who had told me he was praying and praying and praying, and um, he was looking for an answer to his prayer, and it's like, how come God doesn't help me? And it's just like, he come to the realization, the answer to my prayer come from the person I blow off in a conversation. The, my prayer was answered through him, but I never paid attention to him. That's wow. why I think it's important opening our heart completely to the desire and the graces. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the timing of uh, of uh, this interview I think is great relative to the readings for mass this morning. The whole idea of you know uh, praying for those who persecute you basically and who treat you poorly, and uh, uh, 
the timing was good today. And uh, yeah, and all, and it's, it's always in God's time, you know. And God, God's got providence, and sometimes I think it's a coincidence, but I, I really think it's a blessing. Yeah, we're com- and I look at it as a blessing from God as well. Yeah, we're coming up on a break here uh, quite quickly, but Father, before that, do you have any final thoughts or reflections that you would like to uh, let our listeners know about? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think I think right now we need to we need to cling to the rosary. I, you know. Um, I believe it was Padre Pio. I may have my saints mixed up. He said those were the stones that David would have used to defeat Goliath. Hmm. And I believe it's only through the power of the rosary today that we are going to defeat our culture, that we can win our culture back to God. And that's quite a significant battle when you kind of think of the uh, the direction that we seem to be going in our country culturally. But, uh, hey, you know, all things are possible with God. And I agree. And the last, the last thing I'd comment is, we don't give up hope. At the end of the day, God is in charge, not us. And that's why we do the best we can, and that's why we give it our best, and God will do the rest. Perfect words to end with, Father, because we do so often tend, or I can only speak for myself, throw our hands up and say, well, oh well, that's just the way it is. But that's not true. We always have hope. Exactly, because I think there's the, the common error right now is to lose hope. There is no hope for us. And it's like, no, that's false because God is still in charge. Okay. We'll Amen. Leave, yes, that's a, good, that's a good point to leave on, Father. Thank you very much for being with us today. For those of you who just tuned in, we've been talking with Father Neil Pfeiffer about the 54-day novena. And now, uh, time for a break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 